So, hello and welcome to the second interview and the third episode on the Creative Productive Podcast. We've got going now and I'm in a bit better rhythm of editing and I'm kind of getting used to it, so that is wonderful. Thanks for bearing with me as I kind of feel my way through this and just have a go. Um, A special hello as well if you're listening on launch day. I've actually dropped three episodes all in one day, so if you haven't already, make sure you've had a listen to the first two episodes. The first one is an introduction to me and the kind of stationery magpie brand and business. And there's also an amazing interview with Millie from Blink Lettering, who is a calligraphy pro. But now it's time to chat to Danielle Stanley from Under the Rowan Trees. Under the Rowan Trees is an in- online independent stationery shop, which is run by Danielle, a former teacher. And she also has a stationery subscription box as part of that business. I've been really lucky to work with Danielle a few times in the past on blog posts about her subscription box and recently when she relaunched her box to be the Rowan Berry box she asked me to design some stationery and kind of curate some items basically to be a stationery magpie themed subscription box which was the Get Productive box so I was super happy about that. I worked really closely with her and we made some amazing things, we designed some really cool products designed to help people get productive and at the time of recording there are a couple of boxes left available on the Under the Rowan Trees website and some of the products are also being sold separately like the washi tape and there's some sticky notes as well so if you're interested in seeing what they look like and maybe buying some then make sure you head over and take a look, the link is in the description. But now let's get on with the interview. So in this interview we discuss all sorts of things including the transition from a normal traditional job to working for yourself, trying to switch off when you work and live at home and how creativity can be really helpful when trying to do that. Danielle and I always seem to have so much to talk about so I really hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed doing all of the chatting. Danielle welcome, can you introduce yourself to the listeners please? Thank you. Uh, I'm Danielle Stanley. I am the owner, um, the the single-handed person at the moment behind (laughs) Under the Rowan Trees. Uh, I'm an independent stationer based in Northumberland in the Rowan Room, which if anyone's seen is a a log cabin in my garden, um, (laughs) office slash warehouse. Uh, I specialise in stationery for lettering and journaling, but I um, have a, a vastly growing selection of other things as well, huge range of notebooks and art supplies. And hopefully something for everybody. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's one of the best selections I have seen, I think. And it's nice to see like an independent stationer doing it as well. And like the the good thing about you is that you always like listen to your customers and you get the cool things in that basically we want to buy. So yeah, it's a bit of shopping. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. There's always something good, which is not necessarily good for my bank balance but it's fine it's I'm happy with my stationary supply um so what made you decide to go for it and set up an online kind of stationary shop because that's basically the dream but I know that you were a teacher before so what made you decide to kind of move away from that and then into being a business owner uh, well, in my yeah, in my previous life as a teacher, I spent most of the time crawling around on the floor putting the lids on the pens. So uh, <laughs> I've never been far away from the stationery. Um, but it was mainly, really, for my mental health and my physical health. After mm. eleven years of teaching and becoming a mum, yeah, I was exhausted. Yeah, um, I didn't really think I'd still be working more hours than I was then. But at least <laughs> I'm loving every minute of it. Uh, I love being my own boss. Yes. Uh, so. 
I went part-time in my teaching job after having my son and I originally set up an Etsy shop to sell my embroidery uh, and found that people would rather buy kits than the finished products or some craft kits and then look for a source of washi tape and found it very expensive and very limited in the UK but if I ordered directly from the factory I could have 400 beautiful rolls but I couldn't use 400 by myself (laughs) <laughs> so I added them to my Etsy shop and then it took off from there really wow. it was the uh, the nation's obsession with washi tape which uh, <laughs> allowed me to leave my teaching job and wow. uh, become a, a full-time independent stationer amazing I didn't realize that it was basically so it was embroidery you did to start with mm-hmm. and, and you... knitting and crochet as well yeah so there's more things I'd made that I wanted yeah. to list on, on Etsy and everybody loved looking at them and looking at the pictures and telling yeah them but people wanted to buy, you know, the products to do it themselves. Yeah. That's really interesting, actually, because, yeah, like you often, I mean, I suppose when I think about it, I'm kind of like that. Like if I see something created and I think I could create something similar, there's something quite satisfying about doing it yourself and putting that work in. Because obviously, like with like a completed product, you have to charge a decent amount for what it's cost you in terms of time and everything. I did it once use one of the online calculators for a, yeah. a shawl and worked out I should be charging just over £2,000 <gasps> in order to earn minimum wage. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, see, that's the thing. And I think people kind of realise that. But yeah, so if, if it's priced fairly, then yeah, it's difficult. But that's interesting. And I love that washi tape basically kicked this off. Yeah. Like it's a slippery slope. It is. Not just for the people that collect it, but obviously for you, because once you started <laughs> stocking it, look what happened. You now... Yep. have a whole room full of stationery which is what I can see right now absolutely and you can't quite see my personal stash of washi down here as well but then I keep going oh I need one of- oh I'll have to have one of those and oh I'll just use a bit of one of these yeah it's like a collectible thing isn't it absolutely but I now I've got my own designs that's yes been set forward recently that I've been and- able to get some actually designed by you and yeah. by the Amy from White Acres Oh, um, yes and I've been planning I've been speaking to somebody this morning who's going to design the next one the October. Ooh, that's um, so once it's your own and you can't get it anywhere else it becomes even more exciting yeah definitely the fact that like I've now got a washi tape that is designed by me thanks to you I keep looking at it like it's so cool <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely see myself wanting to do it again I've had oh, questions yeah, of like are you gonna make more and I'm like oh, I don't know maybe so <laughs> however I don't necessarily want to because I can see how full your stationary warehouse is right now <laughs> and I live in quite a small flat so I don't think that'll work for me right oh, now it's amazing how much washi tape you can fit in one house have you got a True. garage no no I was kicked out no. once I filled the garage as well as the house <laughs> Right, we need you to have a room. Make you your own warehouse. <laughs> so, with your Rowanberry box, mm-hmm. you recently relaunched it and kind of revamped it. Yeah. So, what made you decide like to go from how it used to be to like changing to to how it is now? When you like ask designers to kind I of come on, how it is now is how I always wanted it to be. Yeah. But when I first started, that seemed way out of my reach, way beyond yeah. what I could achieve. Uh, I think the very first month I did 30. So I yeah. wasn't even really qualifying for bulk discounts and buying <laughs> things to go in it or anything. Um, and I couldn't think of a name, so it became Stationery Box, which yeah. was a bit limited. And then I discovered I couldn't even buy that because it was already taken. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, I don't know. So I spent three years dithering about what to actually call it. Stationery yeah. Box 
growing trees was a bit of a mouthful and uh, definitely didn't work as a, a URL. Um, and I think really I just wanted to make it a little bit more worthy because it got yeah. so much love and I had really loyal customers who loved getting it every month. Yeah. If I ever did get negative feedback, it was things like, the box is a bit cheap. Yeah. So, yeah, because I was concentrating but- on what was inside. <laughs> so um, I decided to change up from the outside in, really. So new yeah. boxes, eco-friendly, totally recyclable and made from recycled um, cardboard. Um, when I order them, they plant trees. So it says on every little box, you have helped. Oh, plant lovely. Um, they're just black printing on the cardboard because that was a more eco-friendly ink. Um, yeah. So I've stuck with that for now. I'm tempted at Christmas to have a bit of colour on there, but I don't know. Special I don't Christmas. Want to spend all of the subscription money on the box. You know, I think no. it's important what's inside. Yeah. I understand that especially if people are giving it as a gift, they want to be excited. Yes. About the cardboard box. Um, and it's never going to be Birchbox or one of the others that are all no. tiny because I just don't feel that that's as important. No. Um, and then, yeah, the, it was the more the, the ability to work with designers. So in the yeah. past, I've worked with small brands and I've said, can I have, you know, a couple of hundred of this design card or whatever that yeah. they've already made. So it was the next step to ask people to design something just for me. Yeah. Um, and to commit to financing that because it is, you know, a big financial step. Yeah. So when people look at the price of the box, they've got to remember that what's going in there is the cost of the printing, the cost of the design, um, mm. the cost of the stationery that goes with it, the VAT. So, Your time. What, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that comes uh, a long way down the list, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it does take a long time. This month, it took me a whole week, I think, pretty much to pack all the boxes. Um, and the organizing, like you say, the, you know, having the conversations, the sourcing the products, yeah. the getting them just right, um, speaking to the printers, the designers, dealing with all the hiccups every month, something booking <laughs> customs or goes lost in the post. Or... So, you know, yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into it. I think I just wanted to upgrade everything and make it that little bit more special. Yeah. What I felt my customers deserved. And I wanted to be really proud of what I send out each month. Yeah. And the first two months of Roanberry Box have been amazing. And this yeah. one is going to be just as brilliant. Um, the next box, uh, the A Little Bird. Yes. Box, I am donating two pounds from every box to the RSPB. Oh. Donated two pounds from every box to the RSPB. Um, oh. So uh, there's a little something special going to be in the boxes from them. Oh, wow. Um, and it's yeah, that's kind of inspired by my um, my bird feeder outside the window and uh, oh, so that, how much I've learned about birds during. The- <laughs> <laughs> keep texting Dad, going, "There's something yellow. What is it? Yeah, what is it?" Oh, well, that's great. It's really. I think people definitely really love this. Like they love the old box, but I think now even more, it's even more special. So, and yes. the people who've been with me on the whole journey have seen that you know the development and the transformation, and I yeah. appreciate the support that I've had from them. Yeah. Wouldn't be here without my customers. Oh. <laughs> um, so what is, for you, what's the best thing about running a stationery shop? What's the kind of most satisfying part of it? I think what you were saying about being able to interact with my customers and listen to mm. what they want and to mm. be able to sort products for them. Yeah. And everything that I sell, I, you know, I've used myself, I've tried and I love. Yeah. Um, and occasionally there's the odd product I've bought in that people have said, oh, I really love this brand and yeah. you know, I've not tried it before, but I've trusted them. Yeah. Uh, but I'm in a very lucky position that I can say, can I try a sample? And most yeah. sort of sales reps will, you know, let me have one and let me try it and see what I think. Yeah. But, you know, seeing people on Instagram, seeing what they're using, taking inspiration from that. Mm. What 
you know, the trends are, what the colors are. And because I am such a small business, I can, you know, have them in by next week. Yeah. You know, I don't have to plan my stock two years in advance. Um, maybe I should, but that's, <laughs> that's, um, that's when you like get even bigger for now. Yeah, but, you're but the flexibility is what I enjoy. Yeah, you, know, you saying, oh, you know, there's a real trend for gold pens next month or whatever. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll get some gold pens. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And that, I think that is what I enjoy about it. That, and that every day is totally different. Yeah, I can imagine. But yeah, I definitely think it's nice with the smaller shops because obviously like a lot of people buy from like Amazon and places like that, which I'm, you know, try very hard now not to like if I can mm-hmm. avoid them. I do. Unfortunately, for some things, they just they just have everything. Well, that's but, the thing when you be able to compete on price or speed. Yeah, it's more the sort of the planning and the thought and the the curation, the choosing yeah. to work together, and the advice we can give. You know, if yes. I try it or I know somebody who has, I can give you a personal recommendation. Whereas mm. Amazon, you can sit and read through all the reviews, but some are fake. Yep, <laughs> and some are, and often you'll find people only leave a review if they feel very strongly either way. Yeah, you so you won't get those event. neutral. No, mm-hmm. you won't get the neutral ones. You'll get the five stars or the one stars usually. Yeah. yeah, and I think what's nice as well, especially like around your brand and a few others, it builds a community. Absolutely. Because it's funny, the, the same people that are kind of part of my Creative Productive Club have kind of ended up in your kind of community, mm-hmm. also ended up in like Joe, Oops a Daisy, they're like yeah. also in there. So it's nice that it's become this kind of like stationary loving community where like a few different businesses interact because you did your Rowanberry box launch mm-hmm. and we all kind of got involved and did little lives. The party. We did come to the party. Yes. And then before that, there was another party from oops to Daisy. So it was yeah. nice to have that community. And I think people really latched on to not latched on, but like noticed that. Well, it's that we all support each other rather yeah. than being competition. Yeah, definitely. You know, we all have different strengths and different interests and are opposite ends of the country I think the four yeah. of us are about as far spread out as we could be <laughs> yeah I think so yeah definitely um, but um yeah yeah I think that's a real strong thing that we you know we build each other up yes and I think they see that it's like the big brands are always in competition it's like we are kind of in competition but we don't need to be in, com- in direct competition well, there's always something like I can it. send other people to you know exactly. if somebody asks me for something I don't do I can send them to you know somebody I know who's a brush lettering expert or a journaling expert or somebody yeah. who makes brilliant stencils you know it's nice yeah. to able to send somebody in the right direction rather than going well I've got this but it's not as good as that yeah and I think that in the end they'll kind of trust you more because they know that like you're going to point them in the direction of someone who knows what they're talking about and yeah like, does it really well like you're not it's that whole thing of like there's no point pretending to know something and not delivering kind of thing yeah exactly um but yeah I think is the best way to do things yes definitely I feel like you get that a lot more from like smaller independent shops Mm -hmm. it just gives you and it's like you're buying something and it's like you have something nice but then also it's nice to feel like you're supporting someone you know it allows me to go out and buy more pens exactly (laughs) my husband keeps saying to me if you're so busy why are we not millionaires (laughs) keep buying more stationery of course (laughs) oh yeah that's basically why yeah i'll never have my yacht it's all gonna be pens it's all right we can probably get to the point where you can like build a yacht out of pens or something oh we can we get travel uh seasick it's no good (laughs) stick with the pens (laughs) (laughs) so obviously you do a lot of curating where you like collect things together um and 
with the Rowan Berry books as well, you'd now start kind of inviting other people to design. Um, but how do you like to get creative yourself? I know you said you used to do some embroidery. Do you still find time for that? Not for embroidery for quite a while. No. I think my eyes are aging as well. So by the time I stop <laughs> work in the evening, I can't thread a needle. Um, but the optician assured me that was quite normal. I didn't need to yeah. um, But what I do every evening is knit. And that is my ah. absolute de-stress. Uh, wow. Usually in front of the TV. Um, if my hands are busy and my mind's busy, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm happy. And my brain yeah. can't wander. I can't worry about what I'm doing next. Yeah. The more stressed out I am, probably the more complicated thing I'll attempt because oh, wow. uh, it keeps me really busy. You know, stop me if I'm counting. Yeah. Um, but other times, you know, the one I'm knitting at the moment, I'm just going round and round quite happily <laughs> whilst uh, catching up on some box sets. And, you know, after a really busy day and... yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not moving around very much, but I am tired. You know, the amount yeah. of, sort of things going on and family as well. You know, there's a lot going on. Yes. So once my son's in bed, you know, sitting and just chilling out with my knitting for a bit until I fall asleep like a granny in my chair. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> That's great. my downtime. Yeah. Um, I think the reason I enjoy it is because now I've got to a certain level. Yeah. I feel like I can have success. Oh, um, yeah. Whereas a lot of other things, like still my lettering, calligraphy, I'm still mm. kind of working at it. Yeah. Uh, so it's not, you know, that's something that I have to set time aside and say, right, Sunday afternoon, I'm going to get my paints out or my ink yeah. out, and, you know, do something. Whereas the knitting, I can just kind of pick up and do a bit and then yeah, you know, tea or whatever. So it's not really a, a challenging task, but it keeps my hands and my head busy. Yeah. But I like oh. to try so many different things. I'm proper craftaholic. I've got a <laughs> loom. I've got stuff for embossing. I've got a badge machine in the cupboard under the sink. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think I've found a new home for the badge machine. I've promised somebody they can have it in their, <laughs> in their little warehouse. So you can um, get rid of that for now. <laughs> yeah, but it's still there. Should I want to make badges? Yeah, there um, we go then. I've got boxes of fabric, boxes of threads, vintage threads, vintage fabrics, you know, the, so the, where the stock ends and the, my, my hoarding, um, there's, you know, there's a narrow line between yeah. the two. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think anything that's crafty um, mm. or arty, I'd like to yeah. try and have a go. And I'm not always brilliant at it, but that, no one, you know, no one is from day one. No, exactly. It's a case of working at it and trying it and keeping coming back to things. Yeah. Have you always considered yourself to be like a very crafty kind of arty person or? Yeah, I think looking back as a child, you know, I was the one always making friendship bracelets and, Aww. you know, things like that. And um, I, I don't think I still have my example of my first ever knitted scarf that went <laughs> like a triangle. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wide wide. So both my grandmas were extremely crafty. Um, apparently my great grandma presented her crochet to the Queen Mother. Oh, wow. And so I asked my dad, why, when, where? And he's like, oh, that's all I know. <laughs> so frustrating. Oh. Um, so I come from a family of seamstresses, knitters, yeah. you know, that's sort of the background. Um, and my, I mean, my dad's a joiner, so he's got a very hands-on, creative, you know, practical job as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was always part of my background. And I suppose also my dress sense. I used to embarrass my sister when I was in sixth form. <laughs> I would go to school in my bumblebee tights or something. Oh, and that's <laughs> so cute. <laughs> And that sort of disappeared a bit when I became a, a teacher and then a mom and I kind of lost yeah. my identity a bit and I've been trying yeah. to be a bit more experimental again and sort of realise that it's my office. I can wear whatever I want out here. Yeah, um, exactly. You can literally wear anything, like nobody else is around. And even if they were, who cares? I have snuck out in my pyjamas a few times, but I'm not sure <laughs> if any of the neighbours have spotted me. You probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite interesting that you say like when you kind of 
had you know the full-time job and became a mum and stuff maybe you kind of not lost your touch with your creativity but kind of maybe weren't out yeah because I think that's quite a common thing obviously I I've not had children or anything like that and I've kind of you know flitted from one job to another so I've not kind of settled into a routine but I definitely think there must be something in that idea of you settle into a routine with work or kids and everything and maybe sometimes someone else has a say on it yeah we we developed a we were given like a dress code Mm, oh personality away yeah once I, that was the case it was just so much easier to wear black trousers and a top every day yeah rather than try and think about it when you know like, oh i'm not allowed to do that oh i'm not allowed to do that that's, that's so real horrible thing. yeah i didn't why like that. no i mean i know the kids are gonna wear uniform but still like that's that's such a shame yeah yeah i didn't like that I wasn't wow. very happy about that. no i'm not surprised you left <laughs> <laughs> Not wear my bumblebee tights, so I'm leaving. I know exactly. <laughs> oh, like a <laughs> yeah, that's really sad. Surely that would like be such a happy thing for like the kids to see, but no. Yeah, no, everyone should look the same, which was uh, a bit miserable. Oh, may as well introduce a uniform for the teachers then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, so you're obviously very busy with yes, so everything. Honestly, so. <laughs> How on earth do you stay productive and on top of everything? what are your some of your strategies you can't see the mess um i put <laughs> things that i need to remember and need to do right there yeah so that they are on my mind and in front of me in fact yeah. i just sorted out some stuff this morning and clipped it on a clipboard but i've already buried it <laughs> other things. Uh, one thing that actually the session i was doing this morning before i talked to you with um my business boot camp group um, yeah. so i meet with them it was monthly but since lockdown we've been talking weekly or fortnightly yeah sort of set goals for the month um mm. and at the beginning of the year i know your listeners can't see but you can we made vision yeah. boards. oh yeah today was reviewing our vision boards and oh. actually the amount of stuff i've achieved on here not so much maybe the healthy balance um <laughs> some of the cocktails oh very good like getting my own washi tape some of the the um the inks i wanted to stock the new office yeah. the sort of that and having that in front of me and knowing what i'm working towards and what yeah. i need really helps that's really um, interesting I'm planning on doing something similar to that with my my club soon yeah. just to kind of because that focus I think is really hard like yeah and some of the things seem you know totally impossible when you stick them on at the start of the year or the start of whenever but now looking back on it after nine months and I've done that I've done that yeah uh, even the little picture of the front door is identical to our new front door oh amazing <laughs> in or out of it but we have the beautiful new front door <laughs> I'll get the hang eventually. Yeah. No, that's um, really cool. Yeah. Sorry. So I think the setting of goals and having something you're working towards and something you're focusing on and tracking things, which yeah. is something when you get busy, it gets pushed to one side a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So I'm trying to keep on top of checking, you know, have I, um, you know, how many newsletter subscribers, but also how many people are actually opening my emails? Am I actually talking to people? Am I sending out what people are interested in? Yeah. Uh, so I'm halfway between being super planned and totally just making it up as I go along yeah I think if I was too planned I'd get bored yes Uh, I think I I agree yeah I like to be able to go off on a tangent and just go oh have you seen this it's amazing and you know and talk about that with people yeah Um, because that's my personality that's how my brain works I've got a million tabs open literally (laughs) Um, so many things going on I'm never doing just one thing no I think I'm similar that kind of like combination of just doing it winging it a bit but then also kind of planning some stuff as well I yeah. think it's quite a good combination to have yeah, I think if it works mm. 
and it seems to be working so I'm you know yeah I'm I mean going with it <laughs> you're sat there in your little stationary cabin of dreams so, exactly you know exactly and something I've officially is going started the, the hunt for my assistant yes so I'm gonna have to be a little more organized once I've got somebody else working with me to make sure that we've got all the tasks balanced out and things yeah. get done and we don't assume the other person's done it so we're gonna have to get some routines and things in place mm. um but I'm quite looking forward to doing some training um and sort of sharing the knowledge and using my teaching teaching skills a oh bit yes again. of course I think um, it'll probably it might even help you to kind of not like train yourself but like if you're teaching someone else a way to do we'll it look at you've got to yeah, yeah you're gonna look at the system doesn't and... well I'm really looking forward to learning from them um yes. finding their interests and passions are and you know what they can do you know what I'm hoping they can keep me organized and tidy and yeah <laughs> you know if somebody will balance me out really well you know a bit like the relationship with my husband he's very tidy and very organized so yeah work yeah but also I'm not sure he'd ever get out of the house without uh, <laughs> without <laughs> to get her, my son uh, dressed and clothed and I'm facing in the right direction so you know teamwork that's what yeah. I'm yeah no, I think that'd be really good. I think it's exciting to see who you're going to find, actually. Mm. Mm. I will be sharing whoever it is with all of you, hopefully. I can't have time to be too shy. Hey, do you find it easy to switch off then from running your business, especially because... <laughs> <laughs> You've been talking to it. my husband. <laughs> <laughs> because like your, your kind of office and everything is at your home. I know it's outside, but it's yeah, that, at your it, home. It's better, easier to have physical separation now. From yeah. when my computer was in the dining room, so I was always there. Um, but I can't help just having a quick look on Instagram or, you know, so I think if I, t- if I don't have my phone with me in the evenings, if I plug my phone in in a different room to charge and leave it yeah. in there, then I'm all right. Yes. I can't always switch my brain off as easily. Hence no. watching telly and the knitting just to... Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I'm always going to be thinking, you know, the shower is where I have my best ideas yeah. um, or walking. I mean, we looked after a dog for quite a while. And when I was out walking with him in the woods, you know, it was great thinking time. And yeah. rather than being, having the physical stuff all around you, I think being, you know, the sensory, mm. not quite sensory deprivation, but being able to sort of switch off and think, isn't it? Yeah, it's something completely different. It's kind of a bit fresher and newer and you can kind yeah. of just let your mind like come to ideas you're not kind of forcing it you're kind of like just letting things happen in a way exactly letting them evolve and develop yeah yeah no that's definitely yeah I mean at the moment I've been very bad for like getting stuck on Instagram and I know that I need to like break that cycle because it's like you see what other people are doing and then you kind of have like mini panics and you're like oh I should be doing this I should be doing that but um I definitely think it's trying to focus on what we're doing Mm-hmm. and kind of trusting ourselves to know that what we're doing is the right thing yeah it's a, where we're yeah. focusing our time as well you know mm. is anyone actually looking or watching the, you know those people who are producing huge amounts of instagram content exactly. you know it, you know you are to compare and to worry but you know are there customers actually getting anything from it yeah thing I've let slip when I've been really busy I'm not posting as often no but if I actually look at how people are finding my website they're searching for under their own trees you know they're not necessarily coming via social media because yeah. they've elsewhere or they've heard of me before um so I think focusing on keeping those customers happy rather than always hunting for new ones yeah something I've learned in the last you know, in the last year really yeah but my community are who are important yeah and they definitely feel like they're quite loyal I mean, I feel like I'm quite loyal. I always talk about under the rain trees. If someone asks me like, oh, I can have a station? I'm like, 
another own trees. I think once um, you've, you know, you've met people and you've got to know them, well, met people uh, online for us. Yeah, but, uh, we actually <laughs> haven't met in person, have we? Oh. Well, if the stationery show had happened this year, we might have all managed a bit of a get-together. Yeah, maybe that would have been amazing. Next year, we'll do it next year. I met year. Joe from Oopsie-Daisy at the stationery show last year, so that yes. started our friendship, even though we'd worked together online, but only ever via email. Yeah. So, once you've got a connection, but then... I've always found when I've worked in sales that if you can make a personal recommendation, even when I worked in Marks and Spencers, and I said, mm. oh, my mum likes this one. Yeah. People are going to trust you and listen to you more, you know, because you are yeah. making a personal recommendation rather than just buy this stuff that I think is rubbish. It's, you know, we are, we believe yeah. in what we do. Definitely. I think it's definitely interesting as well. Like, um, you see a lot of like little Etsy stationery shops stocking, like kind of cheaper stationery like novelty stuff and I definitely noticed like you're you know moving towards really good quality stuff whereas you've still got some fun little novelty things but I definitely noticed you've done more of the like really good quality I think Um, part of the problem is there are so many people out there selling things for pennies that you're never going to be able to compete and make a profit so once I became that registered uh, exactly a year ago yeah suddenly 20% more expensive than anyone else on those things because if you're business out of your bedroom you haven't got the overheads and um so now you know uh, the investment in my website and my photography and all these sorts of mm. things that I'm having to pay out for I can't afford to just be selling things for pennies no I'd much rather send sell much better quality products that are going to last longer and people are going to be happy with yeah than plastic tat that's going to end up in the bin but there's always room for a bit of plastic tack because it's <laughs> yeah like it's it's nice to have some good quality stuff but it's also nice to like have some fun little things party well. bag type gifts yeah and, you know I, I love um a couple of times I've done a little stall at my son's school fair um and just love the girls getting excited over the sparkly pens and the yeah stickers and you know my mum once said to me oh you'd have loved all this when you were 10 I'm like I still do mum yeah, <laughs> this is why I'm doing this yeah. <laughs> So I think we've all got a little 10-year-old inside us, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, definitely. So I yeah, think, little, there's always room for a bit of fun. I definitely think as well, because right now as we're recording, it's literally back to school week. Yeah. And I definitely feel like there's something in that whole love of stationery from like when I was younger, I would go to like, you know, W. Smith's or somewhere and get like a whole new pencil case, yeah. new pens, a fresh notebook, things like that. And there was that kind of idea of a fresh start. And I definitely feel like there's something in that when people buy new stationery. I think it's really important like for a new job or something yeah. like that to feel like you're prepared. You know, you've got your outfit, you've got your hair done, but have you yeah. got the right pen and the right notebook to make the right impression? Yeah. And I've often seen people, oh, it was when I was watching Strictly a couple of years ago and the judges were using right tatty biros. <gasps> I was like, oh, I think I should send them some glittery pens. Yeah. <laughs> what tatty? Oh, that's terrible. So you, you do start noticing things like that and thinking, you know, it wouldn't cost much more to give them a really nice pen each. And yeah. you, know. you never know, you might get some. Uh, Maybe I should famous. be the, the yeah the the um, official strictly stationer. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a good partnership. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so let's let's play like not a fun game, but I want to know what is your. I'm going to say, make it really difficult. What is your favorite item? that you stock at the moment you can only choose one. Mm, the one i want to play with most i haven't had time to play with yet yeah. are they new bleh, i'm gonna pick one up to show you sorry uh, listeners you can't see the pearl <laughs> colors oh they're the german yeah my german is non-existent <laughs> um 
it's a bit dark. I don't know if you can even see them, but yeah. they, I have one in rose gold from when yeah. I first started when I did a um, calligraphy course a few years yeah. ago. I said, I've got to have a rose gold one. I can't just have black. And they're essentially like watercolours. Um, yeah. You can use them with a water brush pen or with a nib um or with just a regular paintbrush um, yeah just add a little water to them they soften up and you know it's just beautiful they're glittery they're sparkly they're metallic some of them look different colors on black paper and on white paper oh, wow. i've got sets of six i've got individual ones and they arrived last week just before my uh, my bag holding weekend sale yeah and they were just decimated so many oh my gosh them. So I'm almost ready to put in my second order within a month. Um, wow. So I, and I was really impressed. They arrived really quickly. They came straight from Germany, beautifully packaged. Everything arrived in really good condition. Yeah. Um, so they are going to be a, a definite feature of my shop going forwards because they're That's just exciting. so beautiful. And they're really affordable as well. They're not, yeah. they're not um, beyond biggest price points. And because you can buy them individually, yeah. £4 something individually. So people can try them out. Yeah, you know, and see if they like them before committing to buying uh, hundreds of pounds worth if they want. To. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really. I'll have to try them then. I'll have to have a go. I have to do an order soon. But yeah, <laughs> well, thank you so much for um, being on the podcast. Oh no, my pleasure. Hey. It's always nice to chat. It is indeed always nice to chat with Danielle. Thanks again, Danielle, for being my second interview guest on the Creative Productive Podcast. It was a lot of fun talking about stationery, business and everything else. And I will put all of the links for Under Their Own Trees in the episode description. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review or send me an email to tell me what you thought. All feedback is really valuable and it'll really help me to make even more cool content for you. Make sure you follow me on Instagram to stay up to date with everything I'm doing. That's where I'm most active and you can find the show notes and lots more, including resources about creativity and productivity at stationarymagpie.com. I hope you have a wonderful, creative, productive day and I will speak to you soon.